Ask the Podcast Coach for April 22nd, 2023. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It is Saturday morning. It is time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Collison from the Average TV. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Good to be back. And a big thanks to Uncle Mar filling in for me last week. It's been it's been a tough week for both of us. Yeah. And uh it always great. David Hooper sent me a note. He, he and it just I appreciate the community and you know it's it's just always tough to lose a pet or an uncle. Yeah. Uh, in in your case and uh and, and so i appreciate uh mar filling in for me yeah i i always tell like clients and new podcasters when they're practicing like i don't know what should i record i'm like well you need to do something with your equipment and i'm always like go interview your parents and go interview and uh yeah. man years ago my uncle was 98 he had all these world war ii stories the the cool thing about my mom's side of the sto- uh of the family is you keep your marbles and you live to be like, I had an aunt that was 101. So they live forever. And I, I, the little voice in my head was like, you know what? You should get a microphone yeah, and yeah. just spend a weekend. Yeah. And I didn't. And now I can't. And I was like, yeah. So it, it is hard. This cat was 20 years old. I mean, Man. The, he was most people, it was, our friends thought he was going to be eternal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like he was never. And, uh, and, you know, we, we, the family just deeply loved this cat. It was right about this time last Saturday that we were able to do it at home and put him away. And so it's been a tough week, uh, but, uh, but it should be like, those are things you should feel and experience them. I think sometimes we try to dismiss it or not feel the pain. And I think part of the healing process is feeling that. And so anyway, it's been a, been a tough week, but it's, 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 it's good to get back in rhythm as well. And so we're back in rhythm this week. So That's thanks it. to everybody who reached out. Appreciate it. And of course, you know, sometimes it's hard to sleep and you might get tired and you know what could, uh, could perk you up. That's right. An awesome coffee pour there. And um, that coffee pour is brought to you by our good friend, Mark, over at podcastbranding.co. If you uh, want to look good, it's super simple podcastbranding.co just remember that website uh, because not only is mark an award-winning graphic artist but he's also a podcaster and he's going to sit down with you so somebody on fiverr is not going to do that he's going to sit down with you he's going to listen to your show he's going to look at your website if you don't have a website he'll build you one so whatever it means to look professional whatever it means to make a great first impression Mark has got you covered, and I just love his personal uh, touch. He's done multiple pieces of artwork for me, Ask the Podcast Coach, Podcast Rodeo Show, School of Podcasting. So I'm not saying this because Mark is paying me. Well, well, I am, but also I'm I'm saying this because he's good. So if you want to look good, because remember, they see you before they uh, hear you, podcastbranding.co. Of course, big thanks to our friend, our friend, not our friend, but our friend, Dan LeFebvre over there based on a true story podcast at based on a true story podcast.com. Two new episodes since I was out last week, uh, uh, 240. He covers, covers Apollo 13, the conspirator and the, and Titanic. And then this last week, 
The Conspirator, Pearl Harbor, and The Red Baron. So if you need something new to listen to, if you want to see, is it based on a true story or how close is it? You can check it out based on a true story podcast.com. Dan, thanks. Well, that wasn't very nice. You can finish your sentence now. Dan, thanks. (laughs) Thanks for your spot. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. (laughs) I went, I went to do this and remove the slide and instead removed you. And I was like, that was kind of nice. It's okay. We, I pinged Dan, um, he's going to be coming on home gadget geeks, uh, later in the, in the spring here. He's just a good, he's kind of a geeky kind of guy. And, uh, it just has got a lot of good things to say and does a really nice job on his podcast. So we're going to have him on and, uh, and talk some gadgetry on home gadget. Geeks. Awesome. I had a question that, um, I was like, Hmm. So here, here it is. You have a brand new podcaster. They're, they're getting ready to launch and th- what is your top piece of advice? And you can only give one. And I saw this, I think it was Deidre from uh, cap show was in some group or something like this and asked that question. I was like, Hmm, cause there's part of you wants to jump in and go, Oh, get this microphone. And then maybe don't forget. It's a, you know, uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so what, what say you, Jim Cullison? Mm, well, it's, it's a tough question. It is hard. Cause there isn't one thing about it that right. will be the magic, right? There's so many, um, there's kind of so many pieces that go around it. You gotta, you gotta ask that question of what do you really want to do? I mean, be really clear on what you're trying to achieve with this. And if it's just for fun, it's great. If you want to sell things with it. Awesome. If you want to create community, great. But I think going in, having some really defined, like here's some metrics and some things that I want to do with it. I know when I'm achieving it. Um, and, and just knowing the why, uh, you know, I getting to that, I, I'm not a big fan of that book. Cause that's kind of like a, uh, uh, you know, thanks captain obvious, but I don't think we spend <laughs> enough I don't think we spend enough time like, what do we, what do we want to achieve with this thing? Why are we doing it? And I, I think that's what I would, I'd say, Dave, what about you? Uh, I, I go back and forth between both of these. Cause one is why I think mine is who like know your audience. And the reason for that, uh, I think that's a good place to start because it doesn't matter if I have a million dollars worth of equipment it doesn't matter if I have an assistant who's doing social for me, you know, it doesn't matter how great my website looks like, you know what I mean? Cause if I, if I have, if I've attracted a bunch of whatever, 70 year old widows and I'm making content for 30 year old, you know, whatever, like I'm giving them the wrong content and it doesn't matter how much gas I pour on this fire. It's just not going to burn. So, yeah. I, but I, I, I say that's the top two. You got to know who when you start and you got to know why, because yeah. the why keeps you going. So if the, the why is, well, I want to get more clients and you do this for a month and a half and you get a client, you're like, Oh, cool. This is working. You could care less what your downloads are. You're getting your, your why. Now, if your why is well, and I hear this so often, I'm going to start a podcast and get ads and I'm, I'm not anti ad. I, I do get a little flustered when you stuff, 15 of them at the beginning of your show said the guy who starts. (laughs) Yeah. But like it does that, you know, we say that from time to time. And I always think of my friends, you know, Dave Groffalo over 
there at Cigar Authority. Yeah. And like they have three gigantic ad segments that where they do seven or eight ads and it, they just keep doing it and it works and people listen to them and the sponsors keep paying for them. <laughs> Dave just keeps billing them. So I don't think, I, I don't think that's always a reason. I think sometimes we think, oh, if I have more than one ad, it's never going to work. Right. Well, who's your audience? What are you doing? What are they expecting? Where, what, wh- what are you trying to do with it? I mean, man, if you've got advertisers and they're paying you and the goal is to get advertisers, yeah. who okay, this is going to sound, but who cares what the audience thinks <laughs> if the advertisers keep paying you, right? Well, it really doesn't matter at that point for most, in, in most cases. And that's it. There are, again, it goes back to your why. So if your why is I want to make money from advertising, if you can do it, you're successful. Yeah. Uh, I, have, I, I remember <laughs> I interviewed um, a guy and at the time I was like, how dare you? But his whole thing was he was interviewing people that should be his clients. And I was like, okay, but like, what about the content? Like, what about who's listening? And he was kind of like, meh. He's like, all I know is I have people now that wouldn't talk to me will come on my podcast. I start to build a relationship with them. And once we hit stop on the record, he goes, I kind of ask him, hey, have you ever thought of doing this? Because we do that. And he goes, and it works. Okay. So there's part of me. And I've, I've loved this, the, uh, you know, I always worried about, well, then you're putting out junk into, you know, the podcast space. What if, what if some new wannabe listener finds your show and it's awful and look, trust me on this. Oh, I, I actually went looking for a podcast. This is the next episode of the school of podcasting is about this. I went looking for a specific type of podcast on a specific topic. There is a, so many shows out there that are dead like one episode, maybe two, peace out. They're on, you know, Spotify for podcasters and they're they're done. Um, so there's that. And there's also a lot of really, in my opinion, and, and most of it's really bad audio. Or, uh, I mean, look, this morning was special. We started off with a little tribute to, to those who have followed. But there are a lot of people that I just, it's bad audio and they're just jibber jabbering about, whatever like they can't figure out at least we had a topic you know they're doing the pre-planning the pre-recording planning meeting in the recording and so if you're thinking of starting a podcast i'm here to tell you there isn't the the competition isn't as stiff as you think it is so um you know if if you know your why and you're getting it i always say you know if the guy that wants to do i I had a guy that contacted me said i want to do a show about comic books. And he goes, I know there's a million of them. He goes, but everybody in my family is like, I don't want to talk about comic books. And so he started a podcast, found other people who wanted to talk about comic books. Congratulations. Your show's a success. Cause that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. No, right on. So right on. Well, and I think over time things change, like you grow Yeah, your, your, your the situation, what you're, you know, what your, I, I think about folks who started podcasts around the Marvel movies, you know, 10 years ago and those evolved and then de-evolved and like today, you know, they're eh, okay. You know, they're going to, you're only going to have a, maybe a core audience that still even cares about those movies anymore or they've changed or whatever, or, yeah. or, or, you know, so things I know, you know, at Gallup, but we probably hit the heyday and I've been doing that for 10 years. We probably hit the heyday in 2021. So during the pandemic, oh, yeah. we doubled our output, lots of, uh, lots of content, lots of listeners, lots of activity around those, lots of 
traction. But as we've, as we've, you know, it's 2022 and 2023 now have moved on, not quite the emphasis. Everybody got busy again, not quite as many listeners, not quite the focus on it. Now I'm kind of glad because my, my role in, in my role, I'm, I'm actually overseeing this software, this new process rollout. And it hasn't gone, I know, surprise, surprise, a software implementation that doesn't go as well <laughs> as you think it should. And I've been heads down six weeks, and I probably have another six or 12 weeks of mm. work to do on this. It actually comes at a good time so that I can focus on, uh, you know, I've, I've backed off what, I'm, what we're doing from, from a, a live perspective. When we run out of things to do, I'm going to repurpose some content that we covered. We had so much content in 2021. <laughs> Like I mm. know people didn't listen to it and it's still valid today. Yeah. So we'll pull it back. I'll put a little, do a little, um, a radio lab. Hey, Jim here. This is an interview we did back in 2020. It's still relevant today. I'd love you to have you listen to it. Boom. We'll go into it and then we'll just republish it. Right. It's a good time for me to kind of republish, uh, some, some things and to think about it, focus on the community. And to be honest, I'd lost a little bit of my luster on that. I kind of, found myself like uh, not as excited as I used to be. It's maybe it's time to take some time off, right? Just get away from it for a while, focus on something different. Um, and so that's a real, for, for me, that's a real life thing that's happening right now. Struggled with my own podcast with the home gadget geeks as well. Now we're getting back on track, but things change, right? And so thinking about, it doesn't always have to be at the same pace, I guess is what I'm saying. Doesn't always you have to kind of feel what's going on, and it doesn't always have to be at the same pace. Yeah, I know. Um, there's a really popular show, The Darknet Diaries. Uh, Jack Reicher does that, and he took like a month off. And he when he came back, he was like, "I just need, I, I just needed some time off because the problem is when you really get a big show and then you get sponsors, you kind of have to make your show whether you want to do it or not because well, you've got a contract." Mm-hmm. And his show is highly produced and a lot of work. And, you know, so he was, he kind of was just like, yeah, it, it's like that band that's on tour. They're like, you know, the manager's like, hey, when you guys get off tour, we got to get you back in the studio. And he's like, no, no. When I get off tour, when I get done with this, you know, season or whatever he was doing, he's like, uh, you know, I, I need some time to, to just chill for a bit. So, uh, you know, keep that in mind. We do have some questions from the chat room. How do I get better speaking on a podcast? Stuttering, pausing, mispronouncing words, talking too fast. Well, number one, here's the thing. It's not radio. So take that pressure that's on your shoulders and you're like, oh man, uh, and just forget about it because you can edit it out. And then how do you get better at anything? I, I use the analogy now. I thought about this. When I learned how to drive, I would go to an empty parking lot with my mom or dad uh, and I would drive around. Now I wouldn't go anywhere and I'd waste some time and I'd waste some gas. But eventually when I was good enough in the parking lot, I was then ready to go out to the public streets. And that's kind of how it is with podcasting. So David Hooper talks about how he'll just grab something and read it into a microphone as practice. So, you know, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? practice. So how do you get better speaking on a microphone? You practice. When I go back and listen to the early stuff I did, you know, 10 years ago, um, I'm horrible. Well, I'm not horrible. I just sound different. And you just kind of get used to 
to doing it. And uh, he, he says, I'm not looking to be perfect, uh, which is good, because if you are, have fun with that, uh, but would like to improve. English is my first language, so it isn't that. So uh, then the other thing is, it's the, and I realize when I say seesaw, there are probably people have no idea what I'm talking about. I think seesaws have been outlawed because they're, they're kind of dangerous because you could launch your friend in a, like next week, but it was basically a board and you would, you know, you would sit on this end. It would make the other end go up. And so I always say, you know, things like that, it's like a seesaw. So less planning equals, you know, more editing, you know, more, more planning equals less editing. So that's, that's something that can come up as well. Yeah, I do. I love your practice comment. Like, yeah. it, you know, people always say, how do I get better? You got, you got to practice. You got to get, here's the hard part. The practicing's easier than you think. I think some people think it's hard, but that's easier. The hard part is the feedback. <laughs> when you, you know, you need to get it in front of people and say, hey, how'd I do? How can I improve? You yourself need to listen to it. I think this is the most underrated component of, um, of practice is that you, you actually have to, like, it's hard to listen for you to listen to it. You're going to record it. Most people don't want to hear it again. It's just, yeah, you know, I don't, and you have to, you have to go back and listen to yourself. I know you're going to go back and edit this thing, but you got to go back and listen to yourself critically and say, yeah, where could I get better? Like, how could I improve on this? Don't edit in the early, you know, in the early days, maybe edit some of those kinds of things out, but actually take it, treat yourself like you're the coach for yourself. You have to kind of disconnect emotions at that point and be like, Hey, what if this was just somebody else? Yeah. Give it a couple days on that one. But what if this was somebody else? What kind of advice would I give them? And, and then write some of those things down and actually physically work on some of those. I tell people all the time, if you're going to live read your intro. You got to practice that thing like a hundred times. You got to get good at saying what you're saying. I'd memorize it in some way so I could dance around it. But you 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 got to go back and practice and get some get some really valid input input from people. Dave, the thing I see that happens is people do these and then they get feedback from their their audience and then they read that feedback on the show and ridicule it. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not gonna so and so doesn't like the way I do this, and well, they can go to hell, you know. And you're like, well, okay, that's probably not the right way to handle your feedback when you're getting it from your from your audience. Thank them for it. Think about it. Doesn't mean you always have to follow it. Listen, I get some feedback all the time, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that because that's just not me. But don't ridicule the feedback. Don't get bitter about it. Don't fire back emails, angry emails to them saying you're totally wrong. Just say, hey, thank you for your feedback. I appreciate that. I'll consider it. Yeah. Jim and I had a guy wrote a book of feedback and it was well thought out and he'd gone back through old episodes and stuff. The only problem with the feedback was he kind of wanted a completely different show. He wanted us to like interview people and stuff. I'm like, no, this is a Q&A thing. So again, we didn't go, what are you talking about? It was just like, hey, thanks so much for taking the time to to put that together, we we really appreciate it, and we'll consider it. And we yeah. considered it, and went, yeah, not that's not really where we want to go. Yeah. But we appreciate I, the fact that he took the time. So I've got some feedback for the scroller. Yes, people get confused on this thing sometimes. It says join the call, and they think we just had somebody do this, huh. or they think, oh, to just listen, I I can go to askthepodcastcoach.com uh. slash join. 
I think I might say something like this, Dave. Got a question? Question mark. Join us, you know, or use this. To, it's, uh, the, maybe it breaks down right. at that point, but got a question? Ask it. Something like yeah. that. Something like that along those lines. Now, it doesn't happen often, but it is one of those kinds of things where I think it can be a little confusing for folks when they say it says, you know, join the call. We, I think this is one of those areas where we're talking about getting, uh, getting very, uh, um, <laughs> I getting changed very, it and it didn't save. I was like, well, getting gone. very specific with what, like well, what the, your call to action needs to be super specific yeah. and well, well thought out. And actually I changed the call to show. Because call hmm. kind of might make people think it's a you know phone number or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's, so may, you know, maybe just yep. Got a question? Join the show. What needs a then? It needs a comma. By the way, we're doing that in Streamyard. Streamyard has a right. back end that'll allow you to put these banners or just scrolling one. You can put some of the things up there. Sometimes we think when we say something in a certain way, it makes perfect sense to us. But then you get feedback from listeners and you're like, that's super confusing. And we want to fight that. We go, well, it's not confusing to me. Well, hey, guess what, Captain Planet? You're not the only one who you're trying to talk to your users or your listeners as well. So I think this is one of those areas you get that kind of feedback. Before you fire back and be like, no, I'm not changing, let it sit for a little yeah. bit. Like, uh, maybe they got a point, <laughs> you know? Maybe well, I could tweak this a little bit. And think about it. Going back to, you know, and coming in through the back door here. Yeah. That's feedback. Yeah. Like, it's not like, hey, it's right. it's not, it's, right. but you're like, hey, wait a minute. I didn't realize that, you know, that's confusing. That's, I'm trying to not use the word show notes anymore because mm. every podcaster knows what show notes are, but the listener might not. So I'm now saying episode description. It's yeah. in the episode yep. description because I'm like, mm. from a listener standpoint, Clay over at Working Cows Podcast. By the way, if you like the show Yellowstone, you should be listening to the show. I was listening this morning about um, sagebrush. And like the reason some people don't herd sheep is because there's too many bears and they eat them. And I, it's just, it's the, all the inside workings of what it's like to be a rancher. And it's interesting stuff. Um, he says, I don't think there's a way. Uh, to not be less than good at the beginning. I go back and listen to my early episodes from nearly 300 episodes ago. It's, you know, I listened to mine, my very first podcast. It's hilarious. Um, I had been working with musicians and somebody must've won a contest or whatever, but I, I'm not a huge rap fan, but yet I'm playing rap underneath the beginning of my first, very first episode. And it's just horrible. And I'm all over the place and it's like, <laughs> ugh. So yeah, we all are. We all start we all somewhere. Are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we all are. Somebody's asking here. Oh, they're going to poke the. Speaking of bears, they're going to poke this one. Uh, well, the podcasters who use Anchor slash Spotify for podcasters might not know about the show notes. Well, they might. Those are a lot of people. There was a guy in Reddit this morning. He's a high school kid. Wants to start a podcast with his friends. And, we're, and I was like, my only thing, like, okay, if you have zero budget, to which I kind of go, really. Like said the person that's drinking a Starbucks, I don't have the budget. I if you have to go free, go with Red Circle, not Spotify for podcasters. Boy, that's a mouthful now. I although the other the alternative is the the, the hosting formerly known as Anchor. 
And that's also as much <laughs> of a mouthful. You know, just realize it is a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, I think so many people stop at seven because, wow, on my first episode, I got 15 downloads. And on episode six, you got, you know, 22. And you're like, eh, it's not, again, it's not a build it and they will come. We do have a couple fun questions here. Uh, this is a, a good one. Jonathan uh, Jones will get to yours in just a second here. This one is, my question mm. is, how do you delicately tell the future guests that they have to have a good mic? So if Jim shows up and sounds awful, uh, first thing I'm going to do is go, is is that, like, tap your mic. Is that is that on? Because sometimes that's it. And if they go, no, it's on, and it happens to be a Blue Yeti, you need to know that there's a setting that looks like a heart that they have to do on, and then they can't have that bad boy on the desk. And the way I would recommend how do you get them to do this is, oh, I just, you know, I've, I've been so excited about having you on the show and I just want to make sure you sound like totally professional. It's all about, I want to make you sound good. And if somebody says, well, I haven't had a problem with the other 17 shows I was on. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, this is, you know, you're in the big leagues now you're on my show. And I don't know if I would say big leagues, but it's like, you know, I take this really serious and especially with you, I really want to make sure there's no distractions because you sound like you're in the bathroom. I really just want you to sound just phenomenal. And that way, you know, I want you, hopefully this will be a great interview and I want you to share it. And, you know, you might not, you might be less inclined to share it if, if you sound like you're in a fishbowl. So, you know, I just want you to sound professional. Jim, any other ways we can spin this to get your guests to go get a microphone? Two words, pre-call. Like, mm. It, go back and listen if you're if some people do just go back and listen to where they've been interviewed if they've been interviewed before and see how their sound is and if it's not good just do you know just do a pre-call and then have this conversation with them i don't make them go out and buy expensive mics and some of those kinds of things but i do say let's work on getting the best sound possible from you sometimes it is these these you know these earbuds that you get with your phone for free or whatever or I think I don't think Apple even ships them anymore. I think you got to go buy them. But uh, sometimes it's these. Sometimes a headset. Right. I, I find man, there is a barrier. People just do not. And I love headsets. People do not like wearing headsets. I don't know why. It gives them great sound. When we do get good sound out of somebody, it's like it's terrible. They come in and they get it, and then we finally do get really good sound. I make a big deal about it. Like I physically go. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah. Thank you. Like my ears were bleeding before. This sounds great. And they, you see a smile on their face and it's just a little bit of positive reinforcement. Like, yes, this is super good. And everybody's like, oh yeah, I do hear a difference in that type deal. The, the, you know, COVID kind of changed that for a lot of people. Now people have better sound. They know that. Yeah. And so it's getting easier and easier to get that done. But I definitely... Two, two tests I do uh, when I'm checking those kinds of things. I say, okay, we're going to do a latency test. I'm going to say one, two, and I want you to say three, four. Okay. And they always go, yeah. And I go one, two, three, four. Okay. Well, the timing on that is I hear that. Well, tell me, do we have latency built into the line? If I say one, two, and then it sits there for a second and then they go three, four, <laughs> you go, all right, there's latency in the line. Let's have you reboot or let's have you yeah. refresh your screen or let's have you whatever it takes. Right. So that's test number one, super easy to do, doesn't require any equipment, but you can tell if there's latency on the line because nothing worse when you are 
trying to do an interview and you're stepping all over each other because latency causes that problem in it, right? The, the other test I do is super simple. I just say, hey, can you count to 10 for me? And we're doing international podcasts now. And I say, in any language, I, like, I really don't care. Right. I just want them to do 10 things in a row to see if, it's, if, the, if the numbers are dropping everywhere. I need to hear every number in the 10 to make sure that, that we're not having, you know, a packet. That's a nerdy yeah. thing. Packets aren't dropping on the internet. So those are two tests that I do. One, two, three, four, count to 10. Gives me some idea of, okay, here's how the audio quality goes. You can then during that, you can kind of see how their lighting is, right? When they're doing that yeah, yeah. or the position of their camera. And you can, if you're going to use video, you can kind of move it up or down and have some recommendations. Well, and also if they go, okay, great. One, two, three, four, five. Like, no, you got to keep your mouth by the microphone. Well, it's, it's funny because some people go, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm like, okay, that's not yeah, really one, what I intended. Yeah. Just 10, just normal pace. And then yeah. sometimes they'll go one, two. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, just, just 10 at a normal pace, right? I'm just trying to get, you know, and it's funny if I don't explain to them what I'm doing, they think those are two really funny tests. Like, are you trying to make sure I can count or like, what's the, what's going on? I'm like, no, 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 that's, that is making sure we're hearing all of those. So doesn't require any special equipment. Everybody can do it. You can do it in any language, two great tests uh, to, to do that. And then, Dave, I think moving their mic around, I, th- I get this other problem where people do buy good mics and then they put them on the other side of the room. room yep. <laughs> no, bring that thing as close to you as you can. And it's almost like it's on fire the way they bring the mic over. You know, they're like, oh, you know, like yeah. it's, I'm like, it's not going to bite you. Just yeah. bring it. All. It's fine. You know, but but making a big deal about that, like, it's, how's this? I'm like a little closer. How's this little closer? Can you bring it? You know, they're worried about it being in the mic or in the camera or whatever. Yeah. No, no, no. I want it close to you, right? Let's just, let's get this thing. Then when we do get it right, making a big deal about it is good for them because then they know they've they've reached that space. That's yeah. it. Uh, Todd said, I had, uh, had one person tell me he shared the show with a friend and the one episode his friend listened to was the one of our worst. Guest audio was horrible and he told me he passed. This is where I say... We can all go, well, it was the guest. It's your show. It's your brand that takes the hit when you put crappy audio on your show. And I know it's like, well, how do you tell them you sound like crap? You go, again, I want you to sound great. And, you know, like, and then uh, Coach Dave says what he, I distribute a how to sound great prep guide with my talent release. Jim had it pre-show, yeah. pre-call. And also I always ask people is can you send me a link to an interview you were on previously? Cause that's an easy way to tell if their audio is good. This idea is yeah. great to have a guest guide on your website. Yeah. And then you just say, if you're having a guest, Hey, I've got some, I've got some tips and tricks for you. Make it lighthearted make it feel good. But you can add those things in and send it to them right away. And then it's not you and them having to have that awkward conversation where you're like, yeah, you got, you sound kind of terrible. Give them some time to think about it. Give yeah. them some best practices. The, the late Mike Howard, used to do this all the time with his guest on JPEG to raw, where he'd send him this pre guest checklist. And he found that very, very helpful. That's another really good idea. It set expectations. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, this, here's the thing. So when you show up sounding like Kaka and I go, yeah, it's not going to work. They're, they're okay. Todd says the one show we had a bad mic, we lost potential listeners. Never again. Yeah. Unfortunately, in some cases, 
it is a one strike you're out. I know the uh, throw the show away, throw it away. I know it's hard to do. Yeah. If it's bad, throw. I mean, it's bad enough. Throw it away and do it again. Do it again a couple weeks later when it doesn't. Yes, it sucks. Maybe you can't get that guest back, whatever. But yeah, you run that risk, right? You run that risk of like, but I, I was listening to an episode of One Nation Under Whiskey this week and their guest had really bad audio and you could hear that they tried to run it through all phonic or yeah. something because it was that signature washy, wishy-washy, yeah. you know. And it was, t- and Dave, it was so hard when I heard the guest just say the very first sentence, hey, thanks, it's great to be here, good to see you guys. And that was like, so great to see you guys. You know, and you're, I was like, finger was going. That's it. <laughs> and I, no, I really want to hear this interview. I will tolerate it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, you know. The, the other tough. thing is, let's say, you know, you put out the enormous amount of, you know, $64 or whatever a Q2U is going for today. And you sound phenomenal, right? Uh, Jim's got an ATR twenty one hundred, less than a hundred bucks. Sounds great. And then your guest shows up using something that's not that. When you put something fast next to something slow, it's really noticeable. So when you sound, you know, great for less than a hundred bucks, and they show up using your laptop microphone, and it's just again, you know. That's that good so we can get of it. Yeah. In your like it just sounds so bad that yeah, it's you know, friends don't let friends sound bad on podcasts. I don't know. It's got- I, I kind of forget how I kind of forget about this because I, I went to um well years ago I just started doing I'd only interview podcasters. <laughs> like I, I would yeah. who had mics, who, you know, and, and in the tech space, this is pretty easy. Um, cause most of them have really good gear and really good equipment. I've kind of forgotten how spoiled I am on the tech side of things. Now on the Gallup side of things, I'm always expecting it to be bad audio. Always. I start with the premise. This is going to be terrible. <laughs> what are we, what are we going to do? Cause they, they, everybody thinks, well, you know, this is the other thing, you know, coming out of COVID, everybody was like, well, I've been using this for two years and nobody said anything. Yeah. It's cause nobody's. Nobody, those people you've been doing it with, they're not podcasters and they're right. not, they don't, they're not tuned to, to, so I got labeled in the company as the audio snob. That's you know, it. Oh, uh, uh, I don't want to talk to you, Jim. Cause I know you're going to criticize my audio. <laughs> it's like, I know, uh, Minyoung Fogarty is grammar girl. And anytime I ever have to send her an email, I'm like, uh-huh. oh, this is so much pressure. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But, no, indeed. Indeed. Uh, but on the other hand, when I went to Tennessee, whatever, a month ago, and I had 14 hours in a car listening to podcast, if somebody's podcasting from the fishbowl and you're not, then I turn up the volume to where I hear you and they're, they just sound like they're in another car behind me. It's yeah. so much reverb that I can't, I'm like, and that's when you're like, all right, next show, it's not going to work. Well, it, this is a good, I mean, if you're listening to us and you're not thinking about uh, some, some kind of audio processing on your, on your feed, level it, make, getting it level, however you decide to do that, getting it leveled, getting at the right volume, getting some of those using Auphonic or the variety of other plugins. That's probably your next step as a, as a, as an, you know, as a podcaster is to think through, you know, what do I want to do? There's so many great tools now that are fairly inexpensive. I think I pay $11 a month for Auphonic now, and it gets me eight or nine hours. That's plenty for what I do. 
Um, I think it's time probably to start thinking through that and say, do we, am I getting some decent leveling? Cause what you mentioned, Dave, we don't think about the leveling anymore because the software does a pretty good job. StreamYard does a pretty good job. Zoom does a pretty good job. A lot of these, you know, other, other folks that do it pretty good job, but still could probably use some leveling just to, you know, you could probably use some software leveling. Not that hard anymore, right, Dave? I mean, the, the those oh. dropping it into something or buying an app to do it for you, not as hard as it used to be, right? And I'm putting a link here in the episode description. Uh, podcast.adobe.com slash enhance is a no knob uh, if you have bad audio from a guest. And this is where using something like Squadcast or Libsyn Connect or Clean Feed or whatever you want to use, Zencaster, there's 50 of those things. If you have separate tracks, you can run their, just their audio through something like Enhance or if you're using Descript, Studio Sound, and it'll clean it up. Now, the Enhance, you have no control over that. It is simply a, you know, you upload it and you download it and you go, is that better than it was? And if you go, yep, then use it. And if you don't, uh, but yeah, uh, Adobe Enhance is, it's cleaned up some really cool stuff for me. So the it's it's like studio sound in descript but studio sound allows you to say how much of this effect do i want where it like everything else if you go 100 percent on that it's going to sound wonky in fact studio sound is descript in general needs to get their act together a little because their interface is all over the place in the last time i used studio sound it made everybody sound like elvis in the 50s like this slap back echo and i'm like that is not what it sounded like when i was listening to the preview and, you know, who's got time to do it twice? Not me. So I was like, well, and I moved over to our, you know, uh, Isotope RX and, and deverbed it. And that's, that's the magic of the, these tools is you don't have to run it through multiple processes. They do it all at once. And I can do that stuff in Isotope, but it's, you know, it's six minutes to run it through deverb and uh, three minutes to run it through, you know, uh, dialogue isolate and all these other different tools that just takes forever. And in many cases, it's not as good. My, my last guest on home gadget geeks, uh, Dr. Brian Freelander, he, he's an accessibility and assistive tech expert. And we were talking about, he was, we were talking about Descript and their ability now to take your, you to take your audio and then make like make audio that sounds like you based on just text. Right. And And some of the, crazy AI we're seeing today, uh, you know, as we think about some of the deep fake technology, how cool would it be, Dave, uh, to think about, and I think we're headed in this direction. I take my audio, it might be sketchy. I drop it into this, whatever it is. Yeah. I'll stop naming brand names at this point. So <laughs> whatever it is, and it goes through. And if the audio is good, it just leaves it. But if there's some sketchy parts, mm. it attempts to repair it with your audio. Like, I don't think we're, I don't think that would be too, we're too far away from something like that where it, it can come in and correct, you know, say there's a skip or you want to add to it and it's able to level it and get it close. So it doesn't sound like that, you know, you've done those edits before where you're like, so go out to www. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you're like, that did, you knew, you know, that was an edit added after the fact. The sound is different, everything. But, Imagine it being able to go through and give you the best version of you based on what you've said and be able to fix that in a way with your own 
with your own voice. I don't think we're that far away from that. That would be kind of cool. Well, they have a thing in Descript where you can do an overdub and it'll yeah. listen to your voice. It's it's close. You know, I had uh That's I pretty good. I need to ask him what he used. Dan Class of the Bitterest Pill did an opening segment. And I don't know if it's because I was on, you know, 1.5 speed and I was in the car. I thought it was Dan, like straight up, like that thing did an amazing Dan imitation. And then at the end, he's like, oh, by the way, this is robot Dan. This isn't real Dan. And then real Dan came on and I was like, but it was the one that they only had to listen to three seconds. So I don't know what tool that is, but I was like, ooh, that's that's kind of spooky. But yeah, that's the cool thing. If you mess up, you know, I, I am the king of that. Like, just go to the website, schoolofpodcasting.com, and then you'll hear me later go like, slash 38. And I'm like, wait, that's I need to match the connotation or whatever it is. Um, yeah, it's a different space, different room environment, different tone, different cadence. My, you know, My favorite is yeah. like, this is episode 433. So we, we could have been going askthepodcastcoach.com slash 433 is where you can find the episode description. And then you go to upload it and you're like, oh, crap, that's this, this is 434. I got the number. And you have to go back and find every time you said four. That's, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Go out slash 434. And then, <laughs> you're, exactly. You're like, doesn't even, you're, you, you can totally see. So, um, yeah, I think we're, I, I, I hope we're getting close to some of those, uh, um, uh, Brian played a clip back that he had made out of Descript. Mm. It's, I mean, it, it's we're, close. We're, it, it's really close. Well, and, you know, there's a, this is where things are going to get fun. Uh, I have a friend of mine that lives in Oklahoma and a sheriff there was fired because he was, according to him, illegally recorded talking about lynchings oh and i was like oh and i'm like you know what i could see this guy and what's interesting is he's suing the person because he got caught basically that's the part i love he's like hey that's you can't record me talking about lynchings i'm like oh yeah not the fact that you're talking about lynchings you racist pig uh yeah, yeah so but i was like you know what in the future somebody might go that's not me that's somebody sampled oh, my it's voice. gonna happen no, yeah. it's gonna happen. Yeah, like we 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 are, we've already seen some of this. We're gonna there. We're gonna have to kind of come up with some kind of digital signature. Yeah, that that verifies. And I think you know, say you had an audio file that someone was saying something. I think you can inspect that file and say, is that really a, the person's voice or was it mechanically made? I think we're getting to that point. That's and that's going to happen super fast where we get to the, you know, somebody's like, nope, that's a digital signature. And that was, that was, my, we can see that in photos. I mean, Photoshop has that. You can easily go in now to a photo and say, hey, was this thing Photoshopped? That's pretty, the digital signature, we're going to see this in AI with writing. I mean, it's pretty easy now, I think, yeah. as we've seen more and more of, of a chat GPT's writing to kind of go. And the more I use chat GPT, I'm like, okay, yeah, you can kind of tell. Yeah, this was this was not necessarily written by a person. I think we'll see that on the audio and video side yeah. more. It already exists today, but I think we'll have better tools to say, yeah, you can pretty much instantly tell that was a digital file put together and not a real, you know, not a real, uh, not their real voice. Chris says, Descript or audio studio sound in Descript is still better than Adobe Enhance. It is. Uh, Adobe Enhance seems, in my opinion, again, getting kind of picky seems to take off a little bit of the upper end to where everything's just a little muffled maybe, but that's probably them just trying to remove his. Um, and then Alphonic, of course, as Jim has been talking about, does a great job of leveling it out. 
And then, uh, so I wanted to get to Jonathan says, what are your thoughts on Patreon in terms of paywalling your content? What would you recommend instead of it? Or do you like the Patreon model? Well, I talk about this in my book, profit from your podcast, um, proven strategies to turn listeners into livelihood. You can find that at profit from your podcast.com. Uh, Patreon was the first one. It was one of the first. It's not horrible. Um, I think, and this is where this is where things get tricky. Did you did you want that back on, or was that me? Or no, I trying was to trying turn to turn it off. It off. <laughs> um, this is where it's always icky because I work for Libsyn. So this is how you do this and keep your integrity. I just present the facts and then let people choose. So, for instance, Libsyn owns Glow. Now with Glow. Glow.fm, you have to have a media host. They do not host the files there. The feature of Glow is when somebody signs up, there's only one tier, uh, and you get to pick what it is. Uh, they will get an email, and when they click on that email, the device, the the technology looks at your phone and goes, oh, you're on, on an Android phone. Here are a bunch of Android apps, especially the ones that are on your phone already, and you click on it and you subscribe. So the, the big feature of Glow is it's easy for the listener, but there's only one tier. Then you have Patreon. Patreon is somewhat, you know, first mover advantage. And I want to say they take eventually 10% is what it amounts to. The downside of a private podcast, unless they fix this in Patreon, you have to teach your audience how to copy, not click on, copy their RSS feed and manually paste it into whatever app they're using. So not as easy, but they have multiple tiers and they have, they will host your file. Like you can upload, uh, like if you're a, an awesome supporter, you don't get the pre-roll and post-roll that you do if you're a free listener uh, for Ask the Podcast Coach. And so you can upload a file there. I forget what video version they use, but I know you can upload video to Patreon as well. You get zero stats on that. Then there is Supercast. Uh, Supercast is about the same pricing range. I'm not positive you can do multiple tiers, but you could probably just set up multiple podcasts on them. They, again, are a media host and they provide stats. Uh, and so, you know, depending on what you're looking for, ease, if you're looking for stats, um, like Glow will integrate with uh, Zapier. So if you're a person that has a membership site and you want to integrate a private podcast, uh, there's that. The other thing that I always like to point out, and this is where I kind of feel bad because I'm, I'm in some cases, you know, urinating in your Cheerios. Um, when you do premium content, Radio Lab was trying to get up, up to 1%. And Radio Lab's a hugely popular uh, the woman from Teachable said 2%. And when I talked to all the people in my book, it was around 3% of your audience is going to sign up for a premium version of your show, unless you make it like Google, where when I'm not logged into Google and I go to YouTube, I forgot just how absolutely horrendous the experience is with ads. So you either annoy your audience on the free side so that they sign up for the premium version or you're going to get about, you know, three to five percent if you're an actual, you know, insanely popular person. But uh, in the end, the bottom line to all that stuff is you have to tell people it's there. It's not a, oh, I, I will mention it in episode 17. Hey, if you want to be a supporter of the show, you know, uh, then go on to, you know, such and such. Well, I mentioned it once. Nobody signed up. So, no, it's 
you have to treat that like an ad. And and speaking of that, you know, let's uh speaking of that <laughs> Speaking of ads, can I get a little more coffee? You can while, while get we're... some more coffee and I'm gonna try Ooh. to find that'll work. I was looking for some fun, awesome supporter music. You can be an awesome supporter. I do want to say, John Spencer, I did not ignore the fact that you signed up to be a new awesome supporter because we need new awesome supporters. But I've reached out to John to say, hey, like, what do you want me to pimp? So when John gets back to me with what his website is, if he has one. uh, So, John, if you're listening, I emailed you. I sent you a couple things on Patreon. uh, Let me know what's going on. And I just realized, oh, this is interesting. I didn't know I could do this. Oh, you didn't. I just jumped from slide six to slide one, and you didn't even know it because I was on the last slide. Um, uh, This show is brought to you by the School of Podcasting, where you can get uh, courses, coaching, and community. And remember, unlimited one-on-one coaching. And what do you mean when you say unlimited? I mean, you can have as much of it as you want. And it's interesting because if you have people, like if you offer something that's like too good to be true, uh, nobody believes you. And I'm kind of in that slot right now where people go, so like I could get a coaching call on Monday and then an, another one on Friday. And I'm like, yes, yes, you can. Ask Ann. I've I've coached Ann. Uh, the Spotlight Supporter of the Week, Shane, the one and only Shane. We are Shane. We have double Shane today. I'm wearing a Spyberry shirt. And uh, if you go to Radio GDR, that is his show about what was formerly East, Berlin, East uh, Germany. So talk about a neat show. It's very cool. Um, Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. If you want to try PodPage, go to trypodpage.com. And if you just can't get enough Jim Collison, go over and visit him at theaverageguy.tv. And of course, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, you know, because it is listener supported. And if you'd like the show to keep going, hint, 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 hint. Um, Not not that I'm threatening anyone, but, you know, sleeping in wouldn't suck on Saturday. Uh, Askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. You and I both know we're up. We're old. <laughs> we're not, if you you would say ten thirty. If you're sleeping at ten thirty, I'm worried about you. Yeah, yeah. I'd have I'd have I'd send somebody over. <laughs> hey, can can you go check on Dave? He's still asleep. <laughs> that is true. No, no idle threats on that. Yes, one. but but if you're finding value in the podcast, I, I would ask on behalf of Dave, if you if you want to give back, do it whatever way there works for you. John Spencer did. John, just let me know what your website yeah, is. Awesome. And, and Thanks, John. Likewise, Connie, I, t- I we did the same thing with Connie about three months ago, and I still have emailed her a couple times. So I'm like, hey, what do you want me to promote? And yeah. and it's not that that they are replying saying I don't have anything to promote. They're just I'm like, they, it's great that they signed up. Thank you so much. I deeply yeah. appreciate it. But they sign it's, up and ghost me. It's this time of the year that I because taxes were due on Tuesday. That's true. This, oh, this right. As we're recording this, it's the 22nd of April, uh, this year in 2023 taxes were due on the 18th here in the United States, just to get all those disclaimers. In. Right. And every time I submit my taxes, I'm like, I am dropping all of that Patreon, Google yeah. ads. Cause it's a, like, I always have to, it's a pain. I've got to up my level, my, my, what I pay to have my taxes done because I've got to report as a, you know, whatever, blah, 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 boring stuff. So Um, I always, this is that time of the year. I always kind of think, am I making enough doing those activities to justify the extra expenses and time and tracking it all for my taxes? It's a good question to ask. Cause if you're, you know, say you got a Patreon account and you're making a thousand dollars or $1,200, I 
there's a threshold in there somewhere where of well, you're supposed to report everything, but right. there's a threshold in there, and you kind of go, you know what, I'm spending, uh, you know, I'm sp- or let's say it's six hundred dollars, and you say, yeah, I'm probably spending four or five hundred dollars in time and tax software and worrying about it. You got to kind of say, do I really want to still do this? You know, so yeah. I think it's one of those during the tax season. It's also a good time to think like. Okay, how am I not going to have this same crappy experience again next year? <laughs> what yeah. do I need to do during the year to start setting out some of those whatever uh, so that I, I'm not having that same bad experience? Affiliate marketing is one of those areas you might want to think through where I, I'm, Dave, I'm in that threshold where I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll just drop Patreon. And because there's not enough there to really, it, I, there is, but let's just say there isn't. And just go go 100% affiliate. And because those affiliate relationships usually are not, depends on the situation, not taxable. Sometimes they are. But that's the thought thinking through like, oh man, how can I make this easier on myself? And, and this is the time of the year right now after you've just filed your taxes to think through, hey, from a business perspective, am I doing this smartly? And then the other thing it's the time to do, not right now, because tax professionals are exhausted <laughs> right now. <laughs> so yeah. don't contact them. They're on vacation. But you may, if you're if you're in a tax situation where it's really, really complicated, in about three or four weeks is the time to find a tax professional. Say, hey, I want to start giving you things so you can do my taxes next year. What do you need? And start planning that now. Use the summer months, summer here in the United States. Use the summer months to get those things going. I did that a couple of years ago, and it really comes in handy because I was putting like I was uh, tagging things as educational, and if it's not like a college or an accredited something something, you're not going to claim that. I'm, like going to a, paying twenty bucks for a webinar is not a tax write off. So keep that in mind. But yeah, uh, we're not tax professionals. That's true. Yeah. We didn't even stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, so. Like, let's not, uh, you know, from that case, so I'm not giving you any tax advice, but getting, if your taxes are complicated, I think it's worth it to get a, to, to get a pro to help you. That's advice I'd give in any country that you're in. If, if you can afford one, um, and, and that might be the situation where if you're spending all this money to do all these things, but it's all getting, you know, all, everything you make is getting eaten up by the process, either make more or stop doing it. There you go. Um, Spoon, better known as Ken Blanchard, um, says, good morning. What are the three top negative points of starting a new podcast on an old feed? This is an interesting question because I don't know. Uh, Here's the thing. If I do a show about electric blues music, okay, so I got people and they're they're loving it. They, They like me. They like the show. And then I go, hey, I'm not doing the show anymore. Next week, it's going to turn into um, a TV. We're going to do a podcast about uh, insert popular man, the Mandalorian. On yeah, the Mandalorian. There we go. If you see the artwork change and things like that, I just want to let you know. Thanks for everyone who's been listening. Uh, you don't have to do a thing. You'll just get it automatically. So the only downside is here's here's the upside. You're not starting with zero listeners. You have some audience. The bad news is some of them are going to go, I hate Disney. I don't, I'm a Star Trek guy. I'm out of here. Right. So you're going to lose some people, but there are going to be some people that stick around because, well, they think you're awesome. I mean, 
I had people that would listen to my podcast for musicians from the school of podcasting. And I'd go, I didn't know you played. And they go, I don't, I just think you're entertaining. And I'm like, really? So that's the thing. The negative side, I can't really think of one. Just the fact that, you know, I, can you think of a negative side of swipping, you know, maybe the feedback that you're going to get, Yeah. you know, like if you just did it, <laughs> people are like, what, 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 what's going on yeah. right now? Those that you, who don't want to listen will go away. Um, although <laughs> you're always going to have one person who's going to hang on and remind you every week. I sure wish you'd go back to doing what yeah. you were doing before. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Right. I have always had listeners like, um, uh, it's the same ones who give you feedback that you don't follow. And they're always like, I sure wish you would just listen to me. And then, and I kind of, sometimes I want to say snark in a snarky way. I sure just wish you'd go listen to somebody else. Yeah. But man, they are hanging on. That's there's something you're doing for them that, that they just don't want to let it go. So you're going to get some of that kind of feedback. Um, I love your, I, I don't know if I would, if I could name any more, I was going to go to chat GPT and put this question in and see if it had anything I wasn't thinking of. I can't think of anything if you're prepping them. I, I think that's the best way if you're going to reuse a feed to, to do it. Now it does have some in the background, you know, your RSS feed does have some little bit of SEO considerations in it. When we think about what's in the, what's in the RSS feed that the title being given, right. If you're right. Mm. I think Google's indexing that as well. It's got some smarts around, not, not RSS at all. No, but here's why uh, put an RSS feed into Chrome. And feel free to prove me wrong, but the last time I checked, yeah. if you put an RSS feed into Chrome, you get the code. So it's not going to, like an RSS feed, and maybe we're talking about different things, but an RSS feed is not going to come up in a Google search. Uh, see, I, I and I, I don't know, actually, to be honest, so I'm not going to fight you on this one, but <laughs> the the mom and dad aren't going to fight uh, today, so... <laughs> The, uh, no, I thought there was, I thought there was some consideration in the URL where there's words in there that helps Google know, Hey, especially during those days when it was, when Google was trying to care about podcasting for a second yeah. or two, whatever, where it was indexing the words in the, in the RSS URL to say, Hey, if I'm looking for this, you might want to go listen to this feed, right? Type deal. I could be totally wrong. That's what I thought. That's what I, how I understood that I, to be happening. I did find out, and this is another thing that's going to be a Monday show with Apple's ratings and reviews. And we're talking slight and ever so slight because the title of the review might come up in a Google search. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Um, so you could yeah. tell, you could tell every, all of your listeners go, um, Go put a review on Apple Podcasts, the best free podcast advice ever. Everybody put that in a review so that you would come up in a search. I was like, huh, interesting. But I can't, I can't really think of anything negative. Okay, so let's, somebody will prove me wrong. You right. can drop it in the comments in either live or there on YouTube or whatever. And I wouldn't die for that. I just always thought that was a thing. The other, the other part of that feed, if you got a feed that's got all this, I mean, that mm. feed is still going to exist in Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're going in and changing all the descriptions and all those pieces um, to it to make sure, because Google has indexed it as something else, right? right? And there's been links from other things to that. 
So I guess that could be a negative. I guess there could be some negative SEO implications of getting that all back around so Google understands what kind of content is there. Maybe some work. I did have a bad experience where there was a show about Northeast Ohio and a friend of mine said, man, you got to listen to this. It's a podcast about WMMS. And if you ever hear me talk about the home of the buzzard, it's like back in the set, like they broke Bruce Springsteen. They broke rush. There was this really killer station in the seventies. And I went to the website and that was season like one. And the latest season was season two about a, an amusement park. And I was so pissed because I hit play expecting to hear about WMS and they're like, blah, 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 amusement park. And I'm like, you bait and switch, you know, and what, then I later found out that if I had scrolled down, I would have seen there were four episodes on WMS, but I didn't see that. So that, that might be the tricky thing. Somebody point, I think it was uh, coach Dave said, you know, any old promotion that says click over here to hear about electric blues. And then somebody shows up and it's the Mandalorian. Yeah. So they're, you know, well, chat, chat GPT, I did put that in, yeah. says three three things. Confusing for, might be confusing for existing subscribers that yep. we already talked about that. Damage to brand identity. We talked a little yeah. bit about that, right? It's just the, there, there. And then a missed opportunity to build a new audience. It says starting a podcast in an old feed may also mean missing out on the opportunity to build a new audience for the new content. Starting a new feed for the new podcast may allow you to target a specific audience and better optimize your marketing and promotion efforts. That may not be the best uh, uh, description for that because I, you know, as I kind of read that, I go, well, okay, yeah, they're like, I think what we're talking about a little bit where people know that as one thing and now it's something different from a titling perspective, whatever. So, yeah, Jack says uh, when he searched for the Audacity to podcast, if you put things in quotation marks, yes, an RSS feed will come up in search. Maybe that's just me. I haven't put quotation marks in. Usually searches are decent, but, uh, and then Chris brought up a great point. Um, Ellipson RSS feed into Chrome spits out the code captivate. So that, that may be based on yeah. who you're hosting with captivate gives you a much more readable experience. So what the engine is looking for when it sees RSS, what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Right? Um, Jack says that wasn't in quotes. So that's interesting. Okay. He says, the nice thing about it, you can add a ton of SEO into an RSS feed, just make an SEO tag, and I don't think it'll bother the podcatchers. That's one where I'm like, be careful about throwing stuff that might make your feed invalid. I think I still would just do a new feed and then use the second feed to promote, use the old feed to promote promote, the second one. Yeah, Yeah, that's one way to do it. Yep, absolutely. And then later, if the show's been, like if show A's been dead for a while, then just redirect it to the new yeah. you could do it that. might be easier that way just to be honest yeah you could go back and unwind the old feet now if they're similar like if they're similar in content and you you're going to leave those old podcasts out for a long time yeah yeah well then i, I then maybe go through the work to to rebrand yeah. but if you're going to try to treat it like a new feed and go in and remove all the the old podcasts yeah. and stuff just to get the benefit of the listeners I think I'd create a couple episodes to point them over to the new. Hey, did you know you're good at this day? Yeah. Hey, do you know, I have a new podcast. Come over here and see that. Right. I think I might go that route. Yeah. All right. So here's, here's a fun one, Jim. This is from Ann, but first. And now, oh, he's been waiting for this. It's time for Jim to get his nerd on. 
This might be a, uh, it's a technology issue. Anne lives in the middle of where the deer and the antelope play. You know what I mean? She's in the middle of, of cow country. She wants to interview female ranchers. So definitely you're, uh, Clay and Anne are both in the school of podcasting. My rancher's friends only have access to an iPhone with earbuds. So in some cases we're talking like no internet because they're in the middle of like nowhere. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Not much I can do, but here's the thing. If all you can do is, you know, get audio from an earbud recording, that is better than nothing. And it may not be what you want. You can't always get what you want, but sometimes you get what you need. You know, I started in the basement next to a water heater. Not really what I would recommend, but that's where I was. And you start where you are to get to where you want to go. Jim, any... Are we assuming no internet? Are we making that let, assumption? Let, let's that, start there and then we'll go up. Because she yeah, had, so we suggested uh, Squadcast, and I didn't know this. Squadcast has an up download limit. And because it's uploading the file as you record the new one. And she tried it and it was like, yeah, your internet's too slow. So we might want to assume, you know, no internet. Right, right. Well, one, you know, forget about audio forget about the video mm-hmm. on this although not you don't necessarily have to i think you'd you're almost creating a new genre of the way to do it if you have no internet so we'll just make that assumption for a second so script it out and, and you you can record you could use the phone with your buds I actually so if you're going to do it this way an iphone placed correctly uh, or even an android uh, that's a good one placed correctly in front of you um, has a pretty good mic on it and so I, 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 I may even uh, do away with the earbuds and just talk right into it. Script it out the best that you can, and then you'll have to get video files from both. I mean, on both those phones, you can just do recordings. Pull those in. It's a lot of work, right, if you're going to do it that way. But it might be a way of getting, now, not reading the script, but you could record asking questions and then getting answers on that. And again, it's a lot of work to put those together. But if you have no, if you have no internet, uh, it's still, it's still possible to get it done. Just a lot of work up front. That's it. It's, it's because you don't have that one piece. It makes things a little harder. And so, uh, Elsie Escobar lives in the middle of nowhere, North Carolina up in the mountains. And for the longest time she had no internet, like she would have to go to town to upload stuff. And so how they did the feed was her and Rob would get on the phone. Like they would call each other so they could hear each other. And this is where you know, sure that works for Elsie because she's not a giant nerd, but she's been in podcasting for a while. And now you're asking a rancher, open up QuickTime and make a recording, record this to your computer. Oh, and when you're done, you can use something like we send it.com or Dropbox or Google Drive to upload that file. And then you got to put the two together. It's it's not it's not uh impossible. It's just more there's a little more of a learning curve there. And especially with your guests, that could be in some cases that's, you know, so it's, it's, it's a way to do it. Let's assume for a second, you have some decent internet and we're just talking about, we were, I think the genesis of this question was around microphones and getting good sound. Right. And so uh, oftentimes you can, and, and there's lots of great ways to get pretty good sound out of an iPhone or an Android phone. Um, uh, even with the earbuds, um, but definitely have them hold this microphone as they're talking. If that's all you've got, right. I hear a lot of, and this used to happen a lot. I would get folks 
this thing will rub on coll- collars yeah. or sometimes if you're wearing jewelry around here that and it'll it'll as you're moving around it'll tap 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 you actually got to get this thing up in the air and get it close to your kind of get it you know close i've <laughs> i've known people who've made a little over the ear thing that then this clips onto so it just kind of sits there like this obviously i shouldn't say obviously but they're probably not using video in, in this case right. to get it done but get that microphone as close to you can or in this case again if you're using the phone just get that get, use well, good mic technique and get that phone as close to as you can as you and do the do it this way if you're not using the video get that phone right there i would actually say hold it up to your ear cuz now your mouth is is that much yeah. closer as yeah. opposed to yeah, yeah. this yeah. where you might yeah. yeah but uh cuz i've I've had people yeah. once I had uh, Scott Johnson. This is back in the days of Skype and we were connecting and he said, look, I've got to shut down my computer. I've got a hurricane coming in. I'll call you back. I'm going to call you back on the phone. Um, or I'm, and so he connected. He was still somehow on Wi-Fi, but he'd shut down most of his stuff. And I said, I thought you said you're going to call me back on, on your phone. He goes, I am on my phone. And I go, really? And because he was holding it up to his mouth, it really didn't sound that bad. So it's just tricky. It, it's it's something I haven't run into, and and now with with Clay and Ann and from the the ranching world at the school of podcasting, these are things I'm like, hmm. One one option that isn't as fun, and again, it kind of requires your guest to, and I've only used it with podcasters, so that's the problem. There's a thing called Rumble Studio. Uh, again, link in the episode description that. The goal of it is an asynchronous, meaning I talk, you talk, I talk, you talk. So you're not, it's not a live interview, but you could have question number one, question number two. I did this. I did an episode on, should you use a newsletter for your podcast? And I had James Cridlin, who's on the other side of the pond and a couple other people that weren't in my time zone. And they answered those questions there. And then I just stitched them together. Was it more work? Yep. But I had a lot of people go, that was really cool. So those things that take a little more work sometimes are actually, uh, this, this would be a good use of what, what we were talking about earlier with the script and the voices. Yeah. So if you could have them, tr- if you could get them to train and <laughs> you would train right on Descript, and then you would do this kind of conversation that where they're sending things in to build the initial kind of transcript. So yeah. then you could go in and edit the transcript to get it exactly the way that you wanted it in the interview and then have, Descript redo the audio in both voices so that it makes it, it so it sounds consistent and good and like, like you're doing it there. So I think, again, that's a lot of work in, you know, 20 minutes of audio is going to take you probably three hours, maybe four, depending on how good you are. But yeah. Rich says yeah. big bangly, <laughs> bangly, that's a new word, necklaces. Yeah. Are the worst for earbud mics. Yep. They are. And they then are. Uh, Dave says with no internet, they're probably in the same room. That's the problem. They're they're not in the same room. And we're out in the middle of like Montana where the guest you're talking to is like a distance away. Yeah. So it's it's a tricky situation. Yeah. If if I were gonna do that though, Dave, or maybe I was gonna drive to him and I want to do a set up a quick studio, maybe I'm gonna go travel to them. Yeah. I definitely get two of those. Yeah. You're, what are you showing there? Well, here's the thing. They have the, this is the Zoom PodTrack P4, but just announced this week, Rode came out with a bunch of little baby Rodecasters. So, because the Rodecaster takes up my desk, it pretty most part takes up about, you know, 40% of my desk. And they came out with the 
Roadcaster Duo. So not as many. It's made. It has two inputs as opposed to four. Less channels, and it's like. But the thing is, the Roadcaster is eight hundred bucks. This one, I was like, oh, cool, four hundred bucks, five, and I was like, hmm. But it's got all the you know chocolatey goodness in there with all the yeah. effects and stuff. Um, I think the P4 would be better for this scenario because yeah. I would recommend if you're going to them, don't go in their house to do this. Go stay outside. And if you get some headset mics that that you know now you uh, quiet outside. Yeah, <laughs> you know there's cows moving in the uh, background, yeah. chickens, like some of those kinds of things. But we we recently have been. I've got um a, one of my hosts is uh, down in Mexico. She's actually using a microphone like this, but she's out on her patio and there's n- absolutely no reverb because she's outside. Now it's quiet out there, so it works, but that could be a great outside podcast. Pull up, plug some things in, each have a headset, spend some time talking. You'd want to practice this before you try it. Yeah. And I could, I've never done that, but I could see how that could kind of work. And then you could record these things together, take your audio file and you're done. I forget the show, but there's someone I met. They did a like a bird podcast, and all their stuff was recorded outside. And <laughs> and on one, it's so again going back to the whole, you know, no, it needs to be in a studio where we there's no reverb. Like oh, no, that was you felt like you were with them. I did a weight loss show, and occasionally I would walk around uh, a park or whatever and just do my podcast into. I forget what microphone I was using, but nonetheless, my audience would say, "Man, I feel like I'm." I'm on the trail with you walking. Yeah. So it's, it sounds different. Yeah. You got to be careful for wind, right? You can't go out on a windy day because you're going to get that. Right. You know, you're going to get that wind sound. And but dogs. That was my, that was my dogs barking. I had people that thought it was yeah. quite funny that I was walking along and I'm talking and I'm doing my podcast and this dog came out of nowhere and I was like, and they're like, oh, that was awesome. So. It's great. Um, Coach Dave says, I use Rumble Studio. It's good for reaching large audiences and gathering a lot of content. Challenging to make them sound seamless and sync energy and tone. Yeah, when I did mine, I did a narrative style. So this is a case where I had every, number one, I had everybody answer the same questions. That helped. And then I was able to, anywhere there was a missing piece of the story, that's where I would come in and narrate it and pass it off to the next person. It's a it's an interesting strategy because what happens then if you interview, let's say four people on the same subject and they all go to your Rumble Studio and they answer it, you can then, in theory, ask those four people to promote their episode, and they may, of course, or may not. But that's an old blogging strategy where you interview a bunch of uh, influencers and then get them to share their blog post which isn't really theirs it's yours that whole nine yards but it's uh it's an interesting concept but i originally was not a fan of rumble studio i was kind of like i don't because to me the big the biggest takeaway of an interview is the relationship you build with that person and when you do it asynchronously it's definitely not anywhere near the connection you get from somebody that you're face to face with but again sometimes um, the one guy, there was one person I wanted to get on and, and I just, just communicating with that person. Cause we we're on such different time zones. We just kept missing each other. And I was like, ah, I should have used rumble studio for that. So yeah, Jim, what's coming up on the average guy, uh, TV, Dr. Brian Friedlander joins us. He's a assistive tech expert and spending a lot of time thinking about how we can use technology to, to help people 
that that don't have uh, that have disabilities. And so um, he was on. We spent some time talking about all that cool stuff. It's available now. HomeGadgetGeeks.com. And on the school of podcasting, I went a looking for a new podcast, and holy cow, did I hear things! We're, we're going to talk about how ratings and reviews do not. I repeat, do not help you get found in Apple Podcasts. That's per Apple. We're going to talk just a lot of things I heard that were just like, wow, this is uh, that. Also, the question of the month, if you haven't answered it yet, schoolofpodcasting.com slash question uh, is uh, when you look at a podcast, not we all know that the, the length of a podcast, it should be as long as it needs to be and not any longer than that. But like when you see a podcast and it's blank amount of time, that you either go all oh, perfect or if it's longer, do you go, ah, I'm not going to hit play on that. So what's the best time? What's the best length of a podcast for you? I need your answer today. Ask the uh, school of podcasting.com slash question. We'll do that. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, ring the bell, that whole nine yards right now. If you're watching this on YouTube and uh, if you're not watching this on YouTube, then go to ask the podcast slash follow and uh, follow the show rate and review because you know it helps us get found that actually no it, it doesn't but uh you can yeah, but it feels good it does feel like, good it feels good <laughs> but do it we'll see you next week take care everybody